Here's a little snip from today's interview that should pique your interest. Hidden from view are billions of dollars being spent on voiceover work. Yep, that's billions with a B in the front and an S at the end. Hello, this is Judy Rodman. You're listening to All Things Vocal Podcast. This is the audio version of the blog you can find at judyrodman.com. My interview today is with Susan Berkeley, who is a renowned voice talent, radio personality, author of the book Speak to Influence, How to Unlock the Hidden Power of Your Voice, which is available on Amazon, and creator of her Mic to Money voiceover training system. Susan's credits include being the signature voice of AT&T and the branded telephone voice of Citibank. She's the founder of The Great Voice Company, which today is a full-service audio production company providing voice talent for projects including large, complex, multi-language, mission-critical applications. Along with Citibank and AT&T, her clients include Google, Home Depot, Principal Financial Group, Express Scripts, and tons more. Susan Berkeley is also a highly respected master teacher for voiceover talent. For more information on her and her courses, go to greatvoice.com. Check out her blog there as well. Now, on to the interview. All right, Susan, thank you so much for joining me today for All Things Vocal. I'm thrilled to have you. I'm honored to have you, actually. Oh, thanks, Judy. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. Oh, we're digital. We're a thousand miles away from one another. So, Isn't that wild and yet it as is. close as electrons? That is so close. Where are you exactly? I'm in Piermont, New York. I'm looking out at the Hudson River right now. I'm about 20 miles Aww. northwest of New York City. Yeah, too cool. All right. Well, I talked about you a little bit, but I want you to um, go ahead and dive right in and tell us about voice work in general. Like, how do you define it? What are some of the subgenres or work categories where talent can specialize and you know, that kind of thing. Sure. So uh, first of all, Judy, thank you so much for having me on this program. I mean, I've been a huge fan of yours. You and I have been in touch for many, many, many years. I have a, a copy of your CD learning program, Power Path and Performance yeah. on my shelves. Because, you know, you're such a great singer. And I, I've been a hobby singer for all these years. And I love it. <laughs> I love it. You know, because we're a part of the same voice tribe at the end of the day, right? And yes. are all our yes, listeners. And I'm so pleased and honored to be here among friends. So, yeah, so I'm glad you asked that question. My particular area, so I do two things. My company is called The Great Voice Company, right? We don't sing, though. We talk. <laughs> and we sing <laughs> in the shower, but we talk. So uh, I have an audio production company, and we do voiceovers. I'm the signature voice of Citibank and have been for many, many years. You know, I'm the voice that says... Welcome to City Phone Banking. Your account balances, etc. And so I'm a work so cool. Yeah, I'm a working voiceover artist. I've been for many, many years, and I also teach people how to get into voiceovers. And I work with executives on how they mm -hmm. can improve their their persuasive speaking skills. And you know, and I work with some pretty high power people that are can't do now we're in the middle of the pandemic right but uh, they can't do their live presentations anymore so they have to go online and they have to generate leads on YouTube so as you know I'm sure more than anyone that 
that there are different performance mediums and the camera and the microphone eat energy, not for singing necessarily, but certainly for regular uh, presentations. So mm-hmm. what uh, you asked about voiceover work, what is so different now is that the internet, which we all love and hate at the same time, right, has made all these different niche markets possible. So it used to be way back in the day that you had to sound like Richard Burton or God to do voiceover, <laughs> you know, and there was never like, like this a, is not. a goddess or a person of color. God forbid there should be anybody that wasn't like a white male in a suit over 50. Well, <laughs> fortunately, that's all changed. And so the market these days, and, and you know, it's a really great thing because I'm, you know, casting directors are really working extremely hard to add diversity to their casting, which yeah. is great. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing women on everything, which is wonderful. Uh, and men don't get nervous because you're still, it's not like the Amazons are overtaking the world, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about voiceover today is, it's, it's no longer about that deep male. There's actually a term called voice of God in voiceover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that's mm-hmm. not, they don't want that anymore. They want people that sound real and conversational. I hear that from singing too. What people are wanting to hear these days where sound and video can be so manipulated and everything, what I hear time and time again commercially is what people are drawn to is authenticity. Oh, yeah. And the voice of God is not really the voice of God. Yeah, no, it's not. And and we all know, I, what is that horrible thing they do to singers where they, they make the voice sound like it's part of the computer? I, I It's in all the popular music. What is it? Overtuning. Overtuning. And it's just, and when I hear Adele, I'm like, thank God so much. She's like the only person that can sing in popular music. The beauty can be in the imperfection. Absolutely. And auto-tune, if it's used wrong, auto-tune can take all the imperfection out, which is boring. That's your area. But the <laughs> point is that in voiceover itself today, this quest for authenticity has opened the market up tremendously. And it's a great thing. That's my point. So there's actually, Judy, there's at least 14 niche markets. Wow. I'm going to grab my book that I wrote, which is called uh, Voiceover Secrets Exposed, How to Make Big Money with Your Voice Without Leaving Your Home. So I have it here. I wrote in my book a list of um, the 14 niche markets. I always forget them all, but I'll I'll go over them kind of in, in a nutshell. What people need to realize is that in voiceover, there's two areas. So there's the stuff that's broadcast and the stuff that's non-broadcast. So all know, of course, what's broadcast because it's readily available. There's commercials. There are political ads, which is its its own specific niche, (laughs) right? I couldn't imagine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a group of voice talent and quite a large one that they are nonstop until the election. So that's <laughs> yeah. a very specific skill and a specific group of voice talent that work in that niche, but it is a broadcast niche. You have cartoons as well. And and what used to be only on what we call terrestrial radio. So there's there right now radio is not like it used to be. I mean, you know, it used to be only on your car, in your house, you know, is what we call terrestrial. Well, of course, it's now satellite in addition to terrestrial. And there's point of purchase. So in a store, there's store radio called pop radio, point of purchase. So you go into a, a drugstore, you go into the supermarket, and there's like 
you've noticed this, I'm sure, right, Judy? You go in and there are, it's like a radio station that is just telling you about the products that are available in the store. And sure. over for that. So that is a subset. All of these are what I call the broadcast voiceovers. It's huge. I mean, obviously there's, yes, sports, whatever that is. So that's broadcast. Everybody knows about that. But what people might not realize is that hidden from view are billions of dollars being spent on voiceover work. Now, the one that immediately comes to mind, because it's probably the biggest, is the e-learning niche. And what is e-learning? It's teaching anyone how to do anything. And these days, of course, where the, everything turned upside down with education and they're at home, we don't know where they are, you know, people are trying to learn under very difficult circumstances from the littlest kids to the to working adults. E-learning niche, last time they measured was a $150 billion niche. Oh, my Now people throw no those idea. numbers around like, how big is a billion? Well, I actually, I'm like a geek that's like, I love those things. So how big is a billion? Do you know that if you had a billion pennies, Judy, and you stacked them up, it would go eight miles. And that is the <laughs> distance from New York City to Macon, Georgia. <laughs> that's one billion. Wow. Now times that by 150 billion. So when people say to themselves often, they, they say, okay, well, the same people get all the voiceover work. I say, those people would be idiots because they have no clue what's going on. It is physically impossible for Morgan Friedman oh, and yeah. for um, you know Angelina Jolie to do all those voiceovers. So yeah. every e-learning job is narrated by somebody. So that's w- just one non-broadcast niche. You add to that the telephony niche, which has been the niche that the creator has chosen for me. <laughs> so in my 30 years <laughs> of doing this professionally, I have been in, um, you know, I'm the, the signature voice of City. I was the voice of AT&T for many, many years. And we have, Mike, so I formed a whole production company serving the computer telephony niche. So you. Wow. Telephony. Yeah. So we, we do, my company does all the voicing for Express Scripts, the, the giant, what are they, automated pharmaceutical company right? We do all of those voiceovers, but they're only heard over the phone. So unless you are an Express Scripts customer, you'd never know. And then what about GPS? And what about traffic reports? And what about weather reports? And on and on and on. Not to admit, And everybody knows, of course, there's a voice in Siri and all of those things. Uh, but but it's you have no clue how huge that is. May I go on? <laughs> Can I go on? Because I want to give people more. Oh, please. This is fascinating. Yeah. I mean, these are just complete alternate income stream opportunities. So then you've got medical narration. So again, we're in COVID right now. What people need to realize that anyone who's a healthcare professional is it's licensed. So they are listening to training for which their licensing is given on a regular basis. Again, all of those are voiced by somebody, but that's just that stream. Then um, videos and audios are created to train medical professionals, not just about diseases, but about the use of medical devices. That's all done by voiceovers. Then the drugstore, the drugs themselves, how do you prescribe and all of that? It is endless. So this is helping to create work for hundreds of thousands of people working silently and privately in their home studios all over the world. We are virtual. We always have been. Uh, you know, and I love to chat with you because because of your singing, 
you understand we were just talking before we went live here about about tech right. uh and we both agreed that it's on a need to know basis i mean we both could edit we are in this realm this is our genre but we leave it up to the engineers because we'd never get anything done you'd never sit yeah, yeah exactly. talk we would never you know have a life because so we work together with those guys yet today's independent artist has to understand just like today's singer needs to do it the day going into a studio and having somebody do it for you sorry babe they are done yeah. you can no longer be the be the star unless you are a star but even those guys are at home recording in their homes exactly they exactly and to that point uh, if anybody watched uh, what is it global citizen thing that it was put on i mean even the rolling stones the video the audio anyway sucked <laughs> I mean, people, it's amazing. The big stars don't know how to do it because they've always been able to rely on teams. Yeah. Well, who wants to get together with a whole bunch of people that you don't know where they've been in the last 24 hours? I mean, not these it's days. not happening. Yeah. So, so one of the first things that shut down were recording studios Yeah. Uh, because yeah. we have to be on top of breathing down each other's neck, you know, to, right. to, whereas we're in closed indoor environments in the middle of the night, you know. So I, I want to give people some hope here. Susan and I both, I mean, yeah, we're on a need to know basis, but guess what? We learn something every day and I don't care how little, you know, you know, one of the best brain cell builders is learning a new operating system. I didn't know that, but like if you were on a PC and you learned Mac, I mean, you're going to expand your brain. So for me, having to become an engineer here, I'm expanding my brain cells. That's what I'm telling my husband anyway. <laughs> So, but, but you can do it. You can do more than you think you can. You just take one oh, step at a time. And there's people like Susan and like me who uh, train people to do these things and engineers and other people that used to be part of the team. And we just reach out and we're becoming actually more of a village than ever. Don't you think? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And what I love to see. So I just finished a voiceover book, virtual bootcamp this weekend. Uh, and I do those uh, regularly now because we used to do them live. Now we're doing them. Uh, and because we're in a, ours is a tech environment, they're working beautifully. Mm -hmm. And so before when people were coming, had to fly into my studio in New Jersey from all over the world and they would come from as far away as Africa. Now a person can dial in from anywhere. So I was on the phone, I mean, on, on the phone, on the computer, you know, yeah. on, online with people from Hawaii and all over the US <laughs> and people from London and Canada. It's so wonderful. And people are so supportive of, of one another because they're a village. But I wanted, before we get off the subject of the voice of her niches, Judy, I want to make sure we touch also on audio. Audiobooks is like another huge mm -hmm. booming, booming niche that uh, I suppose singers and actors can do extremely well on uh, if you like being in the studio, which I think a lot of you do. Mm -hmm. They did audiobooks did about 1.5 billion last year, and it's going up year by year. Wow. There were 40,000 audiobooks produced last year alone. 40,000, and they say they cannot get them. The demand is so high, they can't get them recorded fast enough. Wow. That's incredible. You know, and I'm just, I just touched, we could be here all day. I could talk about all the, all the niche opportunities and voiceover, but. Oh no, throw some more out. Throw some more out. Throw some more out. Yeah. Well, then there are people that enjoy character voices. Mm -hmm. So if that's your thing. Well, you've got a lot of different niches to choose from. Of course you have cartoons, but you have uh, video games. Video games. I think it might even be bigger than e-learning in the 250 billions and each of those video games can have as many as 90 voices on yeah. each one people uh characters of all ages i read <laughs> in the paper the other day 
there there's a, a famous gamer who's a literally she's like 85 and there was a beautiful picture of her with like a young man who's like in his young 20s and she's there granny you know with the controllers i mean i love this it is so inclusive and so we go through a process when we work with our students with we really help you analyze where's your personal low-hanging fruit like what skills are you already bringing to the table yeah you're not reinventing the wheel here and like some of our students might have been in the military they have security clearance yeah oh, yeah that's another niche working for the government oh man and reading you know things for fighter planes that nobody else can read simulations and stuff yeah, yeah. oh my goodness <laughs> all right well yeah. You know what? You're you're a master at this. Not only you're you know a master of what you do, but you're also a master teacher of what you do. So fill us in here. What skill sets do people need to either to have or to develop to do this kind of voice work professionally? What a great question, and and you're gonna love my answer because what I have discovered as a serious amateur singer, a hobby singer, is that we talked about this offline too. Job one is this is not about your voice. Ah, job one is the audience. Exactly. So we have to serve the script or we have to serve the lyrics. Mm -hmm. And clearly, of course, you can't be out of tune. You can't be out of time in voiceover. It's the same. You have to read the script and we have to sell a product or we have to sell a service or we have to sell a process. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a given that there's structure and rule in every art form. And this is an art form. Any kind of speaking, any kind of voice work is an art form, whether it's singing or, or speaking in any way. Mm -hmm. But I think people get way, I always say people come to me, right? Because all their life they've heard, gee, you got a great voice. You should you should be on radio. And, and, and then I, they come to me and I'm like, okay, you're here. Great. Guess what? It's not about your voice. <laughs> right. Because I think even in a song, if we're paying attention to the voice and not to the message, we're in the case of a song, if we're not feeling anything, like you could have a beautiful, technically beautiful singer. Exactly. I don't feel it. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Like Bob Dylan is a great example because he breaks all the rules about singing well technically, but he changed a generation. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and you know, add to that, there's a gazillion people like that. And oh, yeah. so the worst place to start is technically work. It's trying to have a glossy voice, a speaking voice. That is the worst place to start. So that being said, I think the audience, the other person is job one. In, in a voiceover, you are in a relationship with somebody. Mm -hmm. Now, the challenge we have is you know, a singer might have the, the fortune of being in front of an audience, even on Zoom or anywhere. Challenge we have in a voice as voice talent is we're never in front of an audience. We're alone. <laughs> and whether it's at home or in a studio somewhere, and then more and more at home, you have to conjure up the person on the other side of the microphone. Mm -hmm. So I developed a whole method for doing that. And it starts obviously with the script. And you have to really understand your client like what the heck and and the, then the other challenge is you don't have access to your client rarely do we even get to speak to the client so mm -hmm. we're getting an audition or we're getting a job online or off of fiverr or off of you know voice one two three or voices.com or a context so often we don't understand even the context so you got to be a really sharp student i think of advertising of culture 
and be able to pick up a script and really understand like, first, what's going on here? What am I talking about? Mm-hmm. And then where are the moments in the script? Like if this were a television commercial, what's, what's the visual? What would the visual be? So key point, a voiceover is a visual medium. It is not an auditory. We're creating images in people's minds as we speak. Yes. This really is acting technique, isn't it? You have to actually enter the scene. And the first person that I ever heard really talk about that was you. I bought one of your boot camps that you did back in the old days when you were doing it physically in New York. And I I bought yours, the CD series, because I couldn't get to New York at the time. And so I bought it and it was on there. And you teach people to enter the scene. It's the same thing with singers and the same mistakes I hear you say voiceover actors can make if they talk to the wrong person. Like singers should not usually ever be talking to the producer or God forbid the pop filter. You know, mm-hmm. they need to be talking to the heart the lyric is to. So you wouldn't even be if you're doing a voiceover, you're not talking to your client, are you? You're talking to your clients potential prospects. One person. One thank one you. person at at a time. Then comes the challenge, okay? We have to create what I call the product avatar. Ooh. And there has to be some empathy and some respect for that person because we're called in to to read some really strange stuff that we might never use ever in our lives. And it's like you mentioned, I think we talked about medical narrations prior, you know, so you're talking to a person suffering. I mean, this is funny, but I was, and you're drinking something, so I don't want you to like spew it out because you're going to laugh when I say this. I was the voice of the irritable bowel hotline. (laughs) You made it for me. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, we laugh, but... But those poor people. So it was the it was a drug trial. I'm gonna go there, Judy. I'm gonna tell you what I had okay. what I had to do. Okay, so it was a drug trial. Uh-huh. And the patients in this drug trial had to keep a diary about how the medication was affecting their condition, oh, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So what I had to read was <laughs> they had to describe the qualities uh-huh. of their condition evidence and, and, they, and then the script was for smooth like a snake press one for <laughs> like a cloud press two for hard like a walnut press three <laughs> and you had to do for it with a straight face volcano press four <laughs> No, I made that last one up, but I swear there was smooth like a snake, fluffy like a cloud, and hard like a walnut. I swear. So, Judy, I couldn't stop laughing. I'm pinching myself. I'm going, dead puppies, dead puppies, dead puppies. <laughs> I was doing everything I could to keep a straight face. So I finally I finally gather myself and I get to my point about the avatar. I'm thinking about this poor person. You know, yeah. it's not funny, right? I'm I'm thinking about this poor person and I finally get through it, right? The next day, the client has a rewrite on the script. I have to do the whole thing over again. (laughs) It all starts, we, 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 I mean, that's a really extreme example, but. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good example. And so we have to always really think about not just that there's another person, but who they they are. Yeah. And different for each one. And so that's acting. 
And, you know, I, I love the definition. Zig Ziglar was a great uh, sales trainer that many people have heard of, but mm -hmm. he, he had a quote which he says, nobody will buy unless you get them to feel something. Selling is the transfer of emotion is what he said, Judy. Selling is the transfer of emotion. And so is acting and so is singing. Mm -hmm. So we're selling, mm -hmm. whether you like it or not. It's the transfer of emotion. We're paid to feel. And then, and, and like actors know, that for the audience to feel, we have to feel. For a singer, a good singer must feel the emotion of the song. Doesn't mean you have to beat yourself up with it, but you have to find something in it that's real for you. Exact same thing with a voiceover. And it's not as difficult. I mean, yeah. these are, my good friend, Pat Fraley, who's a great voice actor in, in LA uh, says, voiceovers are miserable little stories. <laughs> they are, you know, it's about cable bill. But look, you know, in many cases, not an audiobook because that's great literature often. Sometimes it's horrible literature and you still have to read it. But you have to dance with who brung you. I work with voiceover actors mostly dealing with vocal strain or lack of control because if you're a professional voiceover artist, you really want all the vocal control you can get. But anyway, this particular client of mine was having some problems with her performance. She was getting bored with her copy. For instance, she said, you know, I'm selling a gym membership. Who's going to get excited about a gym membership? Not me. So I suggested to her, okay, who are you talking to? Let's pretend that it's this overweight woman who uh, maybe feels really insecure because she used to look really pretty. So she is really, really depressed about her physical condition. And she doesn't think she can do anything about it. You have to convince her to get this gym membership because it will change her life. Yeah. And so most pieces of copy are written around problem and solution. Mm -hmm. And the challenge we as voice actors have, so, so a stage actor has two hours to develop that, you know, to create a relationship. We've got 30 seconds or 60 <laughs> seconds, right? So a technique I use a lot with my students is what I call the secret dialogue. So in the case of this gym membership, she could read the first line and, and to the skepticism, you know, so she would say, hey, are you are you looking to get out of those sweatpants? And I'm totally making this up that way. Looking to get out. COVID hit you hard. Killing to get out of your pandemic pants, you know, <laughs> the, person, the person would go. Yeah, you know, you, you would imagine in your mind, like what their response would be. Oh, yeah, you know, it's things have been, I've been so stressed. Yeah, I did put on a couple of extra. Pounds. Well, no worry. Why don't you check out this gym? You know, so you're, you're almost imagining what their dialogue would be like, there's something coming back to you. And you're playing against it. And I think in singing, it's this very, yeah, you know, you're telling a story, no matter what we're doing, it might be a miserable little story it might be a beautiful story. But that's part of being professional. And if I, I don't know this student of yours, but a big problem that actors have, because you, you did ask me that question, is what I call vocal narcissism. Slander yourself. And there is a point where we get in front of the mic, and I would imagine walk, for any situation where you say, you know what? This is what it is. All I can give you is real and emotional. It is what it is. I mean, I'm my age. I'm my voice. I've, I've put in all the hours. I practiced. I did what I can. But right here and now, this is all I got. 
Yeah. And I have students like that too. They do really start nitpicking every detail. And that means they've, they've forgotten job one. This is not about your voice. Mm -hmm. You have to find a way to make it about the other person. Or I hate to tell you, please find another thing to do because we are here. We're serving. This is somebody else's baby. I'm thinking of another specific. So I once had a, I did a voiceover for a wonderful client who had a plastic storage device. They were shell it was shelving. I mean, they were cheap plastic, like egg crates, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, you ever see Shark Tank? So oh, yeah. these entrepreneurs come on, they they invest their life savings. And this thing, Judy, it even had a jingle that was as cheesy as the product. <laughs> right? But I met the client and she really, this was her baby. So how dare I get into the studio and not and not serve it? Mm-hmm. This is her baby. That's what I'm I'm a professional. This is what I do. Right. And at a certain point, people need to get over themselves and just show up. But I mean, I'm, but that's advanced anyway. I want to really encourage your you know, singers and speakers to look at this because if anybody ever says to you, oh, you know, there's you can't get into, I'm like, you, you just know nothing about this business. <laughs> you don't know about the tremendous scope of, of voiceover today. And yeah, there are a lot of people that want to do it. But many are kind of, they don't really, they're not focused. They don't understand it. And that's why, you know, I also teach a, um, I developed a method. I'm known for my marketing expertise. So mm-hmm. I actually, literal formula I, I invented, which is called the Mike to Money Monetize Your Voice Formula. Because I built a business, you know, I own yeah. actually a couple of businesses. I own a, a production company I'm, and I am a working voice talent and I've got employees. I've got to make my rent. I've got to pay my my payroll and, you know, all that stuff and pay myself. Mm-hmm. So a big problem in voiceover, right, is that when actors audition, they don't realize that's the worst way to get work. Because aside from the fact that there's competition, yeah, in audition, you have one 30, 60 second shot to get the job. There's no other business on the face of the planet that works that way. In business, you have contacts, prospects, qualified prospects, and customers. Wow. It takes time. You got to start with a contact, find out who's qualified, who's got the money, the desire to buy, nurture them, which can take months, and voila, that's called a sales funnel. At the other end comes a job. So early in my career, so for many years, I was the voice of Travel Channel. Mm-hmm. And I had a list of prospects. I thought, okay, I want to do television promos, which uh, I'm a broadcaster. I we worked in radio for 15 years. So I come from a background, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, TV promos will be fun. And for those who don't realize the promos, you, you hear them all the time. So on any cable or television network, there's a voice in between the various shows that promotes the upcoming shows. Sure. Mm-hmm. And once you get in with a producer or a network, you get a lot of repeat business. I thought, okay, um, I've got that feeling. I can do that timing. I can do that. It's a good niche for me. So I had a short list of producers that I would contact. And there was one at Travel Channel and, and he was on my list. So I called him monthly and I sent my demo and, you know, we made contact and month after month, he thought, mm, I'm sorry, I don't have anything now. And we, and, uh, but I kept it up on a regular basis. So one month I called and he said, oh man, we just signed a guy to contract. I'm so sorry, Susan, I can't use you. I said, no problem. Cause I had a list of other prospects and I went on to the next, the next day, Judy he called me and said, can you come work? <laughs> I said, what happened to the guy you signed? And he said, oh, he's on everything. We're tired of him. <gasps> oh, wow. There is that. 
hours. <laughs> and, but, but the truth is, I don't know what happened behind the scenes. Yeah. Some did. It's irrelevant <laughs> what happened. Maybe they they said, you idiot, we told you to hire a woman. I mean, who knows? But I was top of mind because I had a system. I had a marketing system and he was in it. And do you know, because I was persistent, it took about a year, I got in the door and I worked for them for two years. Wow. Steadily. Wow. Made a lot of money from Travel Channel. And it's just one example of how I built my business because I treated it like anybody, any other business. Right. So often actors and performers don't realize the business aspect, they think, oh, I send out postcards. Okay, I'm doing my marketing. I put up a website. Well, those things are wonderful, but you got to have form relationships. If people don't see them, if you don't become visible, then that's great. That's a nice, pretty website, but nobody knows about it. <laughs> I think even doing the research, understanding who the mar- what the market is and going to their website and trying to get to know who the players are. Yeah. And tar- starting with a targeted list. Who's my dream 100? Who's my 10 people I want to work with? So you teach this marketing aspect too. You teach how to do voiceover. You also teach how to monetize voiceover and and turn it into a real career. I do. And so a great place for people to start. So I have two core programs. Can I talk about them? Yes, please do. Um, I have two core programs, Judy. Brand new beginners benefit from. So the first one is what we call VO Fast Start, which you will find at voiceovertraining.com. Hint, hint, I bought it again, even though I know what I know, and I've taken her course from a long time ago, I bought it as a refresher. I highly recommend it. You've got so much stuff packed into I that. I did stuff a lot into that on, pur- on purpose. I wanted to really over deliver. It's only you $197. And, and we put like five different courses in that package. I mean, it's how to work your home studio, how to interpret scripts, how to audition, all that. Then for people that want the marketing, you come to my virtual voiceover bootcamp, which is virtualvobootcamp.com. If you go to that website, I will walk you through step-by-step my mic to money formula. I do it live Mm -hmm. over a a Saturday on Zoom. I'll be leaving these links, by the way, guys, in the podcast notes so that you can find her and find these courses. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. And so uh, I pandemic priced everything, Judy, where before (laughs) we were charging, you know, 1500 bucks for a live boot camp in my studios in Jersey. And it was two and a half live days and people had to pay for travel and all that. It's real. It's so reasonable right now that everybody can come. And, And you know why? Because above all, I believe in entrepreneurship. That is my mm-hmm. overriding principle. I feel like a great gift we've been given in the United States of America. We have so many problems in our country, but one thing that isn't broken is that we support the small business person. Mm-hmm. If you want to start a business, you can. You have the freedom to do so. So that's mm-hmm. a great gift we have. So that's why I do this, Judy. My, I really have a goal. I want to help people become viable as spoken word artists. Let's put it that way. You know, I am the proud daughter of entrepreneurs and granddaughter of, I come from an entrepreneurial family and what a gift we were given. And not just that, you have to know how to deal with people and, and serve people. Right. Seth Godin is one of my favorite marketers. You know who that is. And he called selling a holy art if, if what you're selling is making the world a better place. Anything that we're selling from a gym membership to um, a, a diarrhea supplement or a medication. <laughs> Or, or the great voice company teaching people how to be their own entrepreneur in the realm of voiceover work. 
it's a holy art. You know, I'm, I'm a singer first before I was a business person. I learned to be a business person thanks to a business coach that I bartered with because he had a terrible speaking voice and he needed some help there. So uh, he was a real high-end business coach. His name was Mike Coleman. Thank you, Mike. And man, did I fast forward. You know, I just never liked the idea of being a salesperson until I heard Seth Godin say that. What you're doing is you're letting the world know that needs whatever you got, that you're there or that product is there. Let me tag on to that too, because that a lot of my students have the same feeling. They're like, okay, I see what you're saying. It makes so much sense, but I'm so nervous. Marketing is terrifying to me. And again, that is a, a fear many people have. Let me say it once. Let me say it a million times. All marketing is, is relationship. Mm-hmm. Forming relationships, getting to know people. You never are pushing anything on anybody that they don't want. You're asking questions, you're listening, you're trying to serve them, and you're targeting. And if when you have the scripts, when you have the templates, when you have the support, it becomes so easy to do, you know, of a tribe, of a community. It might it'll be a little scary and nervous at first, but over time, when you once you get that first job, it disappears pretty quickly. Yeah, I agree. And and just setting your mind that way and, and realizing that your real value is the same thing as being a singer. Your real value is in your authentic ability to get a response that you want to what you're saying or singing. And it's really a lot the same. Speak to me a little bit about what you think a professional singer might bring as an asset to a new thought of entering the voiceover world. So our singers, I'm so happy to say this, but our singers do extremely well in this field. Huh. You know why? Because number one, well, I, I mean, they do well if they can learn how to market themselves, obviously. But yeah. But one thing that singers have going for them, number one, is most singers are more comfortable with the home recording equipment, right? Just by nature, mm-hmm. we do. Mm-hmm. Number two is singers have a sense of timing already. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. And they they have a lot more vocal flexibility. They understand right. their voice and how to use it. Now the good we don't project in voiceover, but we do work with two things. We work from the mask as I'm speaking right mm-hmm. now, or mm-hmm. I bring my voice back like this and I'm doing what's called a whisper tone. Mm-hmm. And then everything in between. So mm-hmm. singer understands about good vocal placement. Mm-hmm. And whether or not you're, you know, and that's great. And so you have a lot more flexibility at your control. You understand about storytelling. You're comfortable. You, you singers tend to be looser behind the mic, if I could put it that way. Yes, because mm-hmm. you 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 get into the art of it. So mm-hmm. relax. Exactly. And, and listen, I love a quote from Jack Nicholson, and he. I'm going to butcher the quote, but he says, in acting. It's about showing up as you, but the relaxation allows you to access you. So a good singer will understand about being relaxed. I mean, when I take my singing lessons, I mean, we are like, taking our, and I'm taking my hands right now because you can't see me. I'm like mushing my face. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I call that? I call that the voice wants access to movement. Yeah. So it can pick where it wants to go, you know, and how is it going to pick? Well, it's going to pick. If you're doing this right, uh, it's going to pick from whatever it needs to get the response it wants. So every story, it's going to pick a different color. And singers have more colors, generally. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They, so, more, more of a tone palette. 
Yeah, more, I love that. It's a tone palette, and it's and and you know, just you're comfortable in front yeah. of. Once you get realized that the audience is not physically in front of you, but they're there. Yeah, exactly. I have another thought with you bringing Jack Nicholson up, and that is, I've got his book. is one of my favorite books ever at helping people get into character, and that is a book called No Acting Please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no acting, please. No singing, please. Yeah, right? exactly. Don't sing to me. Communicate to me. Yeah. Exactly. Well, let, let me ask you a couple of specifics. And thank you so much for your time, Susan. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, what, it's just a fascinating conversation. I know for a fact that you teach about setting up a voiceover home studio and, and what that looks like and, and some things. And part of that is in that first course. How important is internet service? Is that a problem for people that are like in rural wherevers? And is there a work? That's the one non-negotiable thing for voiceover. Gotcha. You got to have broadband, baby. So you got to find out where it oh, is. Sorry. And what a shame that every nook and cranny of America does not have broadband. Exactly. And that, yeah. is a, that is a sin on this country. Mm-hmm. So I know, I know, and it can go like we can go, yeah, politicians are working on it. But, but, you know, I think, Judy, by and large, and there are ways to solve it. There's satellite communication and all kinds of stuff. And people have to, but you got to work that out. That is one non-negotiable. What is the I is it ISDN? Okay, so so you bring something up. There are advanced forms. I'm gonna sound really technical for two seconds of peer-to-peer communication. So uh-huh. what this looks like, most of our work we're recording in our home studio. It's rare that we're ever directed by anybody. Sometimes they'll be over the phone or we'll be able to hear right. them. We are creating wave files, which mm-hmm. is a basic file format or an MP3. And we're uploading the audio to our clients. Now, sometimes if you are lucky enough to be booked by, say, a big studio somewhere and or an ad agency, they want they want the recording done in real time, which means that you're speaking in your studio and they are recording in their studio in real time, done over high speed Internet. There's a piece of connecting software which is called Source Connect. It used to be ISDN. Nobody's using that anymore. They're oh, using okay. Source Connect or something called, I think it's IDPL. Again, this is need to know for me. I have audio engineers on staff, so I let them handle it. <laughs> Source Connect. And so these are things, I don't want a brand new beginner running out and getting this stuff. Mm-hmm. You got a road, road to hoe before you get to that point. So you, you need to get your technique down. You need to get the basics. But later you might need, these kinds of specialized add-ons. Does that mm-hmm. answer your question? Mm-hmm. But certainly not now. I'd say like 90% of the work is done simply sending MP3s and WAV files. And you can do that through Dropbox uh, with most most Google internet. Drive, Dropbox. You asked me about broadband. That's that's a non-negotiable. But then we've got the whole world of microphones, and then we get into sound isolation at home. So yes. um, sound isolation, sound treatment. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to geek out on you right now. Please do. I love it. We'll talk about microphones and we'll talk quickly about that. Okay. Sure. Uh-huh. So boy, are we lucky because um, one thing that's where I think it's called Moore's law, which means that the equipment's getting tinier and tinier and the quality is getting better and better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. what used to cost thousands of dollars now for a few hundred, you get great mm-hmm. quality sound. So we, we recommend to our beginners that uh, two microphones, one is the Blue Yeti 
and the other is the Apogee. These are USB microphones that are very reasonably priced. I think the Apogee is a couple hundred bucks. The Yeti is even less. People mm-hmm. get great sound out of those two mics just right into the USB port. Now, mm-hmm. you can upgrade, and boy, can you upgrade all the way to the top to a $3,000 you know, Sennheiser microphone. You don't need to do that. Yet later, when you pl- if you want to play and you're a true professional, yeah, you can. Uh, I don't even have one of those. You know why? Because if I had a, one of those three thousand dollar mics, it would pick up a clock ticking in the other room. Everything, which yeah. means I now, it's it's like you do your kitchen and all of a sudden you're doing the living room and the roof of your house. You know, grows <laughs> because. It, uh, then that means my sound isolation, I'm now s- suddenly have to improve that. So good enough for almost all applications are these USB mics. And mm-hmm. later you can, for a few hundred dollars, you can upgrade, you can get an interface where you have more, more flexibility. What do you use, Susan? I have setups, okay? So I have, uh, like right now I'm talking into an Apogee at home. Because my final product goes into a phone system, uh, the audio, the bandwidth is very small and it's, it's, so I, I can get away with using a USB mic. I'm not at home. I don't even have a sound booth. I just put the mm-hmm. mic and I put, um, put some foam baffling behind it and it's good enough for that application. Mm-hmm. I, but I have an office and I have a, a sound isolation booth. I have an ISO booth in that there. I use a I use a bottle baby blue microphone. Now I did a mic test, but again, this is my voice, so every voice yeah. is different. But what yeah. I can tell you is, for many years, I was using a thousand dollar AKG four fourteen mic, mm-hmm. but it's very bright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for my voice, you know, my audio engineer who's got good ears, he said, "Yeah, let's test some other microphones." He said the blue line of microphones is really, they're coming out with some great stuff. So we tested several of them. And this Bottle Baby Blue, which is a, a $300 mic, on my voice actually sounds great. So that mic goes into a preamp and it goes into our soundboard, which is very small. So for voiceover, that's all we need. We don't use multi-track. Yeah. And, and it really, we get a great sound. Now the, the ISO booth needed to be treated. I, got, I use a whisper room, so it's freestanding. It's about mm-hmm. three foot uh, ISO booth, but I don't do audio books. So if I were reading for four hours a day, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that no, because I'd have to be very comfortable for that. And I just want to say for if you're a beginner, please do not overthink this. Use what you have. Mm-hmm. Don't go running out and spending a ton of money on gear. You don't need to. It's yeah. not going to make a difference in how much work you get because you have a $300 microphone or a USB, you know, or a $1,000 mic or a USB. That's not the key thing to get out there. But now it has to be broadcast quality, which means there can't be his. The noise floor has to be really low, you know, and if you don't know what those things are, you need to understand that. It has to be beneath a certain acceptable rate. There can't be lawnmowers. There can't be barking dogs, any of that stuff. Big room sound stuff. No, yeah. you can't have big room. I mean, right now I'm probably pretty live because I'm just sitting up talking on my desk, but I have good windows in this room. I have a lot of furniture and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to end up putting a blanket over that baffle back there mm-hmm. and put it behind me. Yeah. And because this is a big, huge uh, ceiling room and see if that cuts down a little bit more, but I also have some plugins that uh, will take out uh, some. Yeah. So, and you bring up a great point, which is today. Do you know, we don't even need to worry about mouth noise anymore. 
<laughs> yeah. Because isotope, the plug in isotope is phenomenal. It'll get rid of the <laughs> mouth noise. That doesn't mean you don't need to know how to work clean. Less editing. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, Susan, this has just been a treasure trove. But honestly, I've seen in my 50-year career now, and, and I know you've seen it too, things have so changed in the marketplace and in the possibilities that are available for professional voice work and for your ability to control your own entrepreneurial destiny. So I think this is a really important avenue for singers and for people who love being in the studio, you know? So Susan, your training could just change people's trajectories big time and definitely help with financial security. You know what? I, I, I really so appreciate it. It would be my great honor to do that for anyone. You know, that's what I am here for. It's what I deeply, deeply believe in. And, you know, our, our website is greatvoice.com, mm -hmm. greatvoice.com. And if you write to talent at greatvoice.com, you'll get my assistant. And he'll, he'll hook you up. You know, our, our, the road to our stuff starts with a voice consultation. Even, you know, my book, we're selling it on Facebook right now. So I can't really give you a, you probably get it on greatvoice.com. I'm confusing everybody, but I think a great place to start, voiceovertraining.com will give you feel fast start. But I want you to get onto our, um, onto our list so you'll know about the, I do a free webinar every week for newcomers. How can they subscribe to that? Go to greatvoice.com. You can subscribe. Okay. Well, Susan, I, I just treasure every time we get together, I learn so much and you are a like-minded spirit, man. It's like, let's make the world a better place than what we do. <laughs> we are part of the voice tribe. We are not the basketball tribe or the coding tribe. We are the voice tribe. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. All right. Well, thank you. And I hope you uh, stay uh, warm and, and happy and well up there in New York. And I hope to see you sometime. I come to Nashville regularly. I'll be there in, in a few months and I will certainly give you a call. Thank you so much. What a pleasure. Thank you. All right. You got it, Susan. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed this episode with Susan Berkeley. Remember, you can find her at greatvoice.com. Find me, Judy Rodman, at judyrodman.com. See you next time for All Things Vocal, the podcast for singers, speakers, vocal coaches, studio producers, and of course, voiceover artists. <laughs>